Blog Talk Radio. Judah, one of the sisters out of Camp One. 
Yaqwa bless you, Seer Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah. camps 
to have elders in every last one in the camp. So you have to be anointed to be sealed for the next year. You have to be anointed. It's no other way. You you do your fast that whole day, but if you wasn't anointed, it's a non-involved. Because he's, you know, we see we we have to be the one to tell you what this Bible saying. You know, I, I know it's not popular, but we won't tell you what the Bible says. You must be anointed to get the healing oil for the prior year. Matter of fact, um, young lines, go to go to the 16th chapter and pick up verse 20, 27. Let, let me see. Let me see, let me take a look at something. See, we want to for people to understand one thing. We're not anti anybody. Our job is to tell you what the Bible saying. That's it. You know, we tell you what the Bible saying, and you can take it the way you want to take it. You know, we're just gonna tell you show what the Bible saying. In the sixteenth chapter of Leviticus, there, young line. Yeah, what do we say in twenty nine down in verse thirty four? We open up right there to let you know. This is, some, this is some serious business that the Day of Atonement, that was some serious business. Because uh, what you're saying that what Yahweh did by coming out from the third heaven, it really don't mean nothing to you. You forgot to get off on your job, but suppose he tell you, well, I forgot to remember you because I give you that day because he said he struggles to do the come from all that power out of heaven. He struggled big time with the father, but he read in the Bible saying, "Wait a minute, I gotta, I gotta do this thing because I do all that pleases my father." See, we gotta, we gotta understand this thing. Now he go kick this one in Leviticus sixteen twenty nine through thirty four. There, young line, can you read that verse? Let's see what we get going on. Leviticus chapter sixteen twenty nine through thirty four. What that say? The book of Leviticus. Chapter 16, verse 29 to 34. Leviticus 16, verse 29 reads, It this should be a statue forever unto you, that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your souls. You do no work at all, whether it be one of your own country or a stranger that should journey among you. Verse 30 reads, for well, on that day, to the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you, that you may be clean for all your sins before Yahweh. Verse well, well, hold on, well, hold on, well, hold on that, hold on on that verse, that young man. See, on that day, on that day, the priest, the priest, remember everything set up was set through Moses was the Yahweh and was the was the seer. And his sons was basically the, the priests, the elders, and all that kind of stuff, his sons and those that was uh, known. So that was a chain effect, a domino effect. So in today's society, the seer must anoint you know, those that's, um, that's going to be like a zap. We got six counts. South Carolina, Maryland, Kankakee, Springfield, and who I'm missing? I'm missing somebody. Okay, I'm missing somebody. Hmm. Let's see. 
I'm missing some. I ain't but five. Oh, yeah. Number one, camp number one. Yeah, six. So you see, these six camps have to follow the order, and you got elders that can anoint the teachers, and then the teachers can anoint the fathers. Fathers can anoint the mothers. You know, go, go on and on. But see, here's the point. Leadership have to anoint you to be able to be prepared to go into that next year. See, you get ready for tabernacle, right? But it, but when you get to tabernacle, that means you have followed all the rules and regulations to get there. You can't skip over this and skip over that. Now, here's the point. Now, start again in, on that perspective. Those that in the six anointed camps that keep the proper days, the proper name. So it got to be like the record said. Oh, I got to put a rabbit. Hold that point. Hey, our daughter Yahweh, you have to say our daughter Yahweh. In the 16th chapter of Deuteronomy, dear daughter, daughter Yahweh, in the 16th chapter of Deuteronomy, can you have to see out on, on a verse here? It says yeah. something that we can read in Deuteronomy 16. See, once we follow what this Bible is saying, what, I mean, what the Bible is saying, then you know Yahweh has going to come in. Let's just follow this Bible. Now, hey, daughter Yahweh, what do we say that we can read in Deuteronomy 16? Not his word. Passover, just put the word called feast there instead of Passover. It's going to tell you something real in 16 verse 2. Ignore Passover and put the word feast there. 16 verse 2. What is that, that daughter Yahweh? Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 2 reads, Thou shalt therefore sacrifice the feast day unto the YHWH, thy YHWH, of the flock and the herd. In the place which the YHWH shall choose to place his name there. So you see, it got to be a place where he places his name at, and his name is only the four letters. That's it. So when you're having your feast days, according to Vision 23 or all the rest of them, it got to be where his name is at. His name is not Lord God and Jesus at no time. So if you're having a feast by keeping tabernacle, or whatever, or the high day of, um, the high day called atonement, or the more of going to trumpet. If his name is not there, you you really short-stepping the prophet because it's, and then you get a precept on it, same word called feast in verse 6 there, daughter. What it says, what's it, daughter, in verse 6? Deuteronomy chapter 16 Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 6. But at the place which the YHWH, thy YHWH, shall choose to place his name in, there you shall sacrifice the feast at evening, at the going down of the S-U-N, at the season that thou camest forth out of Egypt, Mizraim. You see that? So See, you can't you can't do the things that the world do. The world do the moon thing. 
And, and we gonna show you the moons mean month. And all this feast days wow. is set feast days. But you got to keep the feast days in order. And it got to be a place where his name is at. His name is not in the camp that use Lord God and Jesus. That's not his name. Yeah. So anyone had to speak and you didn't use the four letter name, you 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 out of order according to your wife said, Well he got his name in. His name is at no time being Lord God and Jesus. At no time. You see? So um Daughter Yahweh, that was excellent. So now we see our elder is in the room, so we're going to bag away and let our elder take over the broadcast, and then we'll come right back and probably get back on the point that's showing you that this is a serious business that you have to be doing according to the order of the Bible. When you have your feast days according to the Bible, it's where he had his name at. You can't have no what's called no private interpretation of his feast. Well, I'm going to do mine over here. I'm going to do my day of atonement uh, in the privacy with my family. No, you can waste your time because you have to be, somebody got to be that have been anointed. You have to have somebody in one of the six anointed camps that we give you a record on who who have, uh, that have the ability to anoint you. You got to go to Springfield and get anointed. You got to go to Detroit and get anointed. You got to go to Kentucky and get anointed. You got to go to Maryland. You got to go to South Carolina. Or you got to come to Camp One. You got to come and get anointed. That's what he was saying. Because this is the rules that he passed down. See, you got it? Good. So now if you blow it, you blow it. You just got to fall on your knees and ask Yahweh to forgive you. But see, this is serious business. We're going to talk about that after we bring our hell in. And he'll tell you about the what's going on, what Yahweh put on him to tell you about this, what's coming up. And I ain't forgot, I ain't forgot the memo, which you which you touch on. Uh, we have our ministry having a major problem in the stomach, but you touch on what can we do about the stomach? Don't call us out here, okay? What the other word? Oh, big digger Jerry Cam say. What you show in the Bible the color of the children of Israel. Well, you got a lot on the table. So we'll see what we can do. So, you know, what we can do after our, after we bring our elder in, and then we're going to bring in um, Sister Sarah. You know, she's going to hide that microphone, too. Remember one thing, Steve, girl, we come humble. See, I, if we don't tell you what the Bible says, you to get say, if we don't tell you and show you what the Bible says, then we just like another camp. We're going to show you what Yahweh says. You take it in where you want to take it. It's up to you. When you meet our elder with a lot of boys, you say, Elder Mr. Kill, travel Yahweh's Jews. Yahweh's bitch, you see right. And y'all go and bless you, see as well as the see you. Hey, How are you? All right, you sound you sound awfully low there, Elder. Maybe make you maybe you'll read back too far from that microphone. Getting that microphone for nine hundred thousand on the international side wanna hear some wanna hear some some hard hitting hard hitting Mr. Chill's Israel, see you right. Uh, 
I didn't really hear you like uh, they want to hear you. So let's start again. Y'all look at However, y'all got you. Y'all probably hit that C. Ray. And Yaqua bless you, see you as well. Let's see you well. Hallelujah. Yaqua. Hallelujah, Yaqua, yo. All right. Well, once again, Yaqua bless you, see you as well. And thank you for bringing me into uh, tonight's broadcast. And it's always a great pleasure to be among a cast of hundreds of thousands of listeners that want to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. And that's always a good thing. Because those that want to hear, we did fill your ear full of information for the last few days. We did a comparison of the Willie Lynch letter, which most of us had read before. And we're very familiar with that how Esau had did to black slaves. We compared that with a letter from King Leopold II of Belgium to the colonial missionaries in 1883. It was a quite extensive reading, but not only to include that, they also stated that when Japan Christians took part in the rebellion, the foreign priests were executed The Spanish were expelled, and the Japanese Christians were forbidden to travel abroad after another rebellion, largely by Christians, was just put down. The Japanese Christians were suppressed, and their descendants were put under close state surveillance for centuries thereafter in the 1640s. All Japanese suspended of being Christians were ruthlessly exterminated. Thus did Japan, by 1650, save itself from the first European attempt to mentally subvert, conquer, and colonize it. As I said, this particular letter from King Leopold II of Belgium to the colonial missionaries in 1883 once again showed how Esau was taught to control the indigenous nations indigenous nations or the black slaves. We even had a president that says he loves the uneducated, and most of those know who that was. So it's Satan the devil. He loves the uneducated too, who are not, are not versed in the Bible, because they're easily, easily swayed in a different direction. You have to remember, it's the non-righteous job that's to always lead you astray. And I spoke on this before. This is why we're here to help to guide you through these dark times of bad teaching. Love up the gums for righteous learning and Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yaquan's ministry. We come to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, and always, about Yaquan's word, which we've often been questioned about that, sometime on a daily basis. How can you guys get this much information out of this one book? We hear that quite often. Well, it comes from connecting the books, the words of Yahweh, about your health, foods you should eat, even about keeping the Sabbath days. And all this is done and much more because you have not. And this is the information you came to seek, 
and have to look no further. You have now found it in the voices of the Chuzalai, Strabo Gata. They're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Usually having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. Now, Sabbath class we do have. The top part is Friday. Class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. The bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m., an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members decide to leave. We also have a website address. To use this, open up any search engine on any one of your smart devices. Right on that search line, enter tribegada.com. And after you click enter, once again, look for tribegada.com dash where this will take you to a big line where you'll see choices, one being tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. In the other device, you may see menu, but after clicking this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings, and doing so, remember what it tells all of us that reads the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the aqua, for your kings of the people. Give unto the aqua, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the aqua the glory due unto his name, bring an offering, and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yaqua loves the forgiver. And also donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30, and once again mentioned to us in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing your dusty Yaqua alive. Also for building a school, which is very well needed. A banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health food so we continue to speak off on this program of Yaqua. Also while there, don't forget to check that calendar. That calendar is there to keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. Also, we have a live program, which is a feature that's available during our broadcast time. To get there, just enter three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click on that, look for Voices of the Tourist Lights, Tribe of Yadda. Click the red light button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. We also have a few numbers you can call with Yaqua in mind. The first is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This is our international number where you can call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six United Camps of Yaquah's ministry. But also, in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, we'll only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling the same number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, announcing many memos that most of us have seen, and now even in addition to that, 
the Latter-day Saints. So please use that international line of 224-600-5579. And if your question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you'll only hear a discouraging doubt on. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can listen to the entire recorded show after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 10.30. And to do this, enter three words on your search line, Yahua Radio Live. Look for Voices of the Truth Life, Strive of God Dogs. Choose the program that you're late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen and during our normal Broad Talk broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Pell Talk, which can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer, even now, your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Pell Talk app. We'll be listed under Infinite Group, African American. Look for Voices of the Trizalites, Tribe of Yatah. Your final room will hold 50 or more listening participants. For Yahweh's Word, we'll also be working for your Bible education. And online there to answer the owner table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Seer Israel riding a shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And the broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on Pal Talk. Yaqua will be with you all. But you know, I usually give that continuing reminder. And that reminder is that when we're given the scriptures to speak by the seer, remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak so the words of Yahweh will, will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. So we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible but make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. So we can start to do just that. We will pass our program back to our seer Israel and say, Hallelujah, All right, Ellie, you um, you got that you got that down past so good. I mean, you just <laughs> ran back. It just, uh, just comes right off, and that's that. Can see that. <laughs> See, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for uh, the improvement on the fixing on the channel because, like I said again, y'all have no choice but to intervene. Once we clearly is able to do our part at, at a high level, so this ministry is going to be the ministry to really that's going to take it serious business and showing the children of Israel exactly all the loopholes and Everything. But we got to lead by example. Then y'all probably have no choice but to come, you know. It, you know, it's a it comes from doing, as the senior said, rehearsing the righteous act. I believe y'all probably have. I believe y'all probably have. Y'all probably have. Because, you know, it's a statement, but... It's a statement that is written, but uh, we'll probably bring that statement up later. Because I'm telling you something. This man right here, you know he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. And all he's waiting on the Father is to, is to give him the nod. And whatever he got written in his Bible, I'm keep telling you, he's going to do it. 
what he got written in his Bible to the letter, because he read the book and passed it to the angel. And then he passed that to the angel. The angel came down and he made a stop. Matter of fact, let's we'll find where he made a stop at. We're gonna find a way he made a stop at when the, when the angel got a hold to it, the song gave it to. We're gonna find out in scripture what he made a stop at. But let's see if we bring um, some more voices of the Jewish life on stage for tape number seventy-seven. We see uh Sister Sarah. We see Sister Sarah. You see, I want to holler that microphone too. All right, man. I like that. See, I like that spirit on hollering that microphone. See, and that's the sign that the Almighty looking for. You know, I'm, I'm just telling you what time it is. Sister Sarah, travel y'all got due to one of the sisters out of Camp One. Y'all quite beat you there, C. Ray. Y'all quite bless you, sir. It's real, C. Ray. Hallelujah, y'all Hallelujah, y'all quite. Sister Sarah. Well, I'm just microphone. Was in the day of atonement, we pass you a number, and we want to know: um, Have you, um, you know, made that call and, and see where we got a whole lot of work to do? We got a whole lot of work to do. That's what that's what we keep saying. We got a whole lot of work to do, no doubt about it. So, uh, Mother E, one of the mothers out of Camp One, y'all quite busy there, see you right. Yeah, well, bless you, still Israel. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Mother. Now, Mother, you know, you know what old fear passed you a, a number, and we want to know um, did you uh, get to uh, uh, not yet? Yeah, well, we we need to yeah. get on that path that message on, and we just need to spread books out a little bit and just uh hear the speech and see what we can help, you know, and what we can help at, and that's what it's all about. We want all the James 5 points we can get. So we got to hear the speech and see where we're we at. And if anything, it's kind of hard. You say, look, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to write that down, and I'm going to get back with you on that. See, like I said again, because um, this is a uh, matter of fact. Give me a verse in 13, verse 1 of Hebrews, Moses. Give me a verse in Hebrews 13, verse 1. For a case in point, Hebrews 13, 1, what does it say? Look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what does verse 1 say? Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 13, verse mm-hmm. 1. Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. Yes. Yeah. All right. Verse 2. Verse 2. Be not forgetful 
to entertain a stranger, but thereby some have entertained angels unaware. You hear that, Mama? Mm-hmm. So we can't forget mm-hmm. that sometimes when we entertain it, it might be you never know. That's why we have to make sure we entertain strangers because that stranger can be a messenger or a You don't know. But one thing about it, we got to dive into it. I mean, dive into it because um, that's how Yahweh operates. Now, um, Sister Sarah, I want to get a precept on that, Sister Sarah. And the book of Isaiah chapter 6 there, Sister Sarah, I need a precept on that. And and the book of Isaiah, I'm going to get a precept on it. Precept, it'll come to you right away. So I want to get a, I want to give a, a precept on something. And Isaiah chapter 6, Sister Sarah, can you have to see it out when Yahweh was talking in, in 6 chapter verse 8? He was doing a little talking, but what I but but what I want to what I want to hear is what was the response. And Isaiah chapter six verse eight, Sister Sarah, what that say there, Sister Sarah? Going to the book of Isaiah chapter six verse eight reads, "Also, I heard the voice of the Yahweh saying, Whom shall I send, and whom will go for us?" Then said I. Here am I, send me. Here I am, send me. You heard the you heard you heard the you heard the call go out. I mean Yahweh could have done it himself. No. So he he put the call out and said, Hey He said, you know, he was talking, him and the father were talking and the angels sitting up there listening at him. But they were talking, you know you remember back in school when somebody talking about you at the next table. And they started talking, and he said, I'm sitting to let the next table, how they talking about me. That's what he's talking about. That's what he's saying. See, when we hear the call, we got to, we got to get at this thing. I'm telling you. The almighty saying we got to get at this thing. We got to get some urgency and get at this thing, because this time is short. And that's why it was so important on what we went through on that Day of Atonement, because that Day of Atonement, we we both acknowledge what he did for us. And that's why he set the system up for time to come and we'll get back with Brother Titus on that system that he set up. He set a system up. And let's read that system again there, uh, Brother Titus in sixteen chapters, verse twenty nine, down to verse thirty four. Probably gonna get a little bit of that in there, come on. All right, we're going back to Leviticus chapter sixteen. Verse 29 to 34. Leviticus chapter 16, verse 29 reads, And this shall be a statue forever unto you, that in the seventh month, or the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your souls, and do no work at all, whether it be one of your own country or a stranger that should journey among you. Verse 30. On that day, should the priest make an atonement, for you, to cleanse you, that you may be clean from all your sins before Yahweh. Verse 31. It should be a Sabbath of rest unto you. You shall afflict your soul 
by statute forever. Verse 32. And the priest whom he should anoint, whom he should consecrate to minister in the priest's office. And his father said to make an atonement and should put on linen clothes, even a righteous God. Verse 33. He should make an atonement for the righteous sanctuary temple, and he should make an atonement from the tabernacle of the congregation of Israel and for the altar, and should make an atonement for the priests, for all the people of the congregation of Israel. Verse 34. And this should be an everlasting statue unto you to make an atonement for the children of Israel for all their sins once a year. And he did as Yahweh commanded. Moses. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do uh, Numbers 29 verse 40 say there, young man? What do Numbers 29 verse 40 say? We're going to the book of Numbers. Chapter 29. Young man? Numbers chapter... What do uh, yes, sir. 29 verse 40 say of Numbers there, young man? The book of Numbers, chapter 29, verse 40 reads, and Moses told the children of Israel, according to all, that Yahweh commanded Moses. That's all we can do. All we can just tell you what the man is saying. So the same thing. We got to be obedient, best in leadership, the six and on the camp, tell what the Bible's saying, and that's it. Because if you don't get your blessing, you got to tell what the Bible's saying. Now, Sister Judas, now, the angel came down. And he was talking to David. The angel came down. In Psalm 69 there, Sister Judas, the angel came down and he was talking to David about something. So now, and David spoke from the mouth. Matter of fact, um, daughter Yahweh. In Second Samuel 23, can you help those see out in verse 1, 2, and 3? What it says in Second Samuel, but let's 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 put his resume. Second Samuel twenty three, one, two, and three. What it say? Second Samuel chapter twenty three, verses one, two, and three read. Now these be the last words of David. David the son of Jesse said, And the man who was raised up on high. The anointed of the YHWH Yahweh of Israel and the sweet psalmist of Israel say, verse 2, the spirit of the YHWH Yahweh spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. Verse 3, the YHWH Yahweh of Israel said, the rock of Israel spake to me, he that ruleth over men must be just. Ruling in the fear of the YHWH Yahweh. Well, well, how can well wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, daughter. How can you rule in the fear of Yahweh? Um, let's go to 110 chapter, verse number Yahweh. 11. To find out how do you rule in the fear of Yahweh? I mean, you said one that's in leadership position, they must have a fear of Yahweh. I need a precept on that, daughter. Of Yahweh and one eleven verse ten of Psalms. Can you help those see out with a precept and the national audience about a precept on that? So 
those in leadership, they must rule in the fear of Yahweh. And how is that according to 111 verse 10? Psalms, chapter 111, verse 10 reads, The fear of the YHWH Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commands. His praise and uh, 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 So those in leadership have to have a fear of Yahweh, and his fear is not that he's still in the corner trembling, as that he's doing the law, statutes, and commandments. That's the key. Now, uh, Mother Eve, give me a precept on that, Mother Eve, and it's wrong. That was raised up by him in Proverbs 9, 9, and 10. Let's see did he deviate from his father's statement that he made. Let's see did he deviate from anything his father said. He's talking about the son Solomon, which is the son of David. And Proverbs chapter 9 now, Mother, Mother mm-hmm. Look at verse 9 and 10. Just those three out in 9, 9. And verse 10. What does that have to be? This is chapter 9. Wow. We're going to get right. What do we say in 9, 9, and 10? Proverbs chapter 9, verse 9 and 10. Give instruction, verse 9, give instruction to a wise man. And he will be yet wiser. He said, just man, and he will increase in learning. Verse 10, the fear of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the righteous is understanding. Oh, uh, so there it is right there. So the testimony counts. We know we, we got to report back all the classes, talk, good stuff. And that's a great thing. But now you have to watch through the pages of the book. Uh, Sister Sarah had, had me that Sarah, uh, 34, 24 through 26, had that waiting on me, Sister Sarah. Had that waiting on me to be patting that down for those fears. Sarah, 34, 24 down to verse 6. We're going to break that verse down a little bit. Now, um, Sister Judy, so now we clear that Yahweh, sent this angel, so when the angel put the words in David's mouth, that was Yahweh speaking through David, through his ink pen, he wrote this down for us, but one thing we got to never forget, um, Yahweh, and, and the book called Matthew 12, verse 31, 32, 36, 37, that's daughter Yahweh. What they say that we can read, daughter of Yahweh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 31, 32, 36, and 37. What they say, daughter? Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 12, verse 31, 32, 36, and 37. Yes, ma'am. What, what they say? Matthew chapter 12. Verse 31, 32, 36, and 37. Verse 31 reads, 
Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto me. But the blasphemy against the righteous spirit shall not be forgiven unto men. Verse 32. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the righteous spirit, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Verse 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Verse 37. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. You see that? So that's big chocolate there. So, so what, what, what he's saying, that once you make a statement out your mouth, I don't care how long has it been, you make a statement out your mouth, uh, Elder Mr. Chips and Numbers 30, verse 1 and 2, he, he made a profound statement of Elder, and Numbers chapter 30, verse 1 and 2. What did he say there, Elder Mr. Chips, in Numbers 30, verse 1 and 2? Okay, and the book of uh, Numbers, Numbers, looking at uh, chapter 30, verses number 1 and verse number 2. Chapter 30, verse 1 and 2 says, And Moses spake unto the heads of the tribes concerning the family of Israel, saying, this is the thing which the Yahweh had commanded. Two, if any man vow vow to the Yahweh or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do accordingly to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. Yeah. Let me preach up on that, Elder. Give me uh, Deuteronomy 23 and verse 21. 22 and 23. You don't see, let, let those national audience hear the precept to that. The precept to that by going to Deuteronomy 23, speaking of verse 21, down to verse 23. What did it say, I am, Mr. Tips? Come up. In Deuteronomy, looking at chapter 23, reading verses 21, 22, and 23. 21 says, When thou shalt vow vow unto the Yahweh, the Yahweh, thou shalt not slack to pay it. For the Yahweh, the Yahweh, will surely require it of thee, and would be a sin in thee. 22. But if thou shalt forbear to vow, it shall be no sin in thee. 23. That which is gone out of thy lips, Thou shalt keep and perform, even a free will offering, according as as thou hast vowed unto the Yahweh, the Yahweh, which thou hast promised with thy mouth. <laughs> yeah. So you see, if you and in time past have made any vow, see Yahweh don't look at where well, I made that vow of 
just as many. Uh, it's no matter what Yahweh. If it came out your mouth, it was recorded by the angel of Yahweh. And that same vow you made, it stands for a hundred trillion million years ago. That's why I said be very careful to, um, matter of fact, let me get a precept on that. Let me get a precept on that, um, Mother E. And it cleaves back to chapter 5, Mother E. Mother E, you know, that's how the spirit of Yahweh operates. He, a lesson is dictated. We forgot what the big dignitaries want to talk about. We understand it. That's what it's broadcast, a three-hour broadcast, six hours a week. I mean, it's, probably, it, it's, a, it's like a merry-go-round. It ain't never got no end to it. Because we know we come up, and we just get at it and keep holding. And that's when you know that ministry right there is the one that's been ordained from Yahweh. The Bible has no end. So, Mother, in the fifth chapter, Mother, one six, in the regular book called Ecclesiastes, Mother, what do it say in verse 5 down verse number 5 and 6? What do we say, and the book called Ecclesiastes chapter 5, he's speaking with the book, make it sound to the soul 5 and 6. Hey, Molly. Oh, yeah, bro. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, soul 5 and 6, you're on the clock, come on. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 4, 5, and 6. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 4. And that lie a vow unto Yahweh, prefer not to pay it, for he has no pledge in food. Pay that which thou hast bought. Verse 5. Better is it that thou shouldest not buy, but thou shouldest buy and not pay. Verse 6. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Need to say thou before this angel that it was an error. Wherefore should Yahweh be angry at thy voice and destroy the works of thy hands? You hear that, mother? Hey, mother, mm-hmm. did you hear that? That's yes. that big them. So that's why, it, that's why it's very important that don't let your flesh do the talking. Make sure. It's this book talking because whatever comes out your mouth, it, it can cause your flesh to sin. Then the Almighty will do what, Mother, in verse 6 again? Take the time, Mother, read that again. What's the Almighty going to do? It will cause your flesh to sin. That means you always got a comeback. You always got a statement to make. Listen what the Almighty will seek and do and... Solomon is the one writing it, the wisest man in the world. That's why you have to be very careful with the truth. You have to make sure if it come out your mouth, that's it. Look, look at mother getting ready to read in verse number six. Bring it out there, mother. Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse six. Suffer not their mouth to cause their flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the Yahweh that it was an error. 
Well, folks, did Yahweh be angry at that word and destroy the works of our hand? And then we, we wonder why things happen. See, and then we wonder, how did that death happen? That dog, see? And now that's why we try to tell you in the book. If it don't came, if it don't came out your mouth, I mean, it's been long, long time ago if it came out your mouth. Okay, it came out your mouth, but guess what? But guess what? I got to pull another rabbit out of the head behind there. Um, full of tightness. Yes, sir. Um, in the book of Isaiah, there, y'all gonna make a profound statement there from Titus. He gonna say something in the 49th chapter. He gonna say something, and this is who he's talking to. We're going to look at the 40, the 40, uh, 9th chapter, and we'll look at verse 14 down to verse 16. Listen to what he told old Isaiah in 700 B.C. He told him something in 700 B.C. What do tell him that, young lion? What do tell him? Come on. We're going to the book of Isaiah, the seer, chapter 49, verse 14 to 16. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 14 reads, But Yahweh Judah said, Yahweh forsaken me, and my Yahweh have forgotten me. Verse 15, Can a woman forget her suckling child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget. Will I not? To get you. Verse 16. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my head. Your walls are continually before me. Yeah. He said, he got his eye. He said, I got my eyes on you. He said, listen. And, and matter of fact, the one that got the eyes on is in uh, uh, Ezekiel chapter 114. Now, uh, hit me out there, young lion. In 114 of the book of Ezekiel, help me out there, young lion, what it say? We're going to the book of Ezekiel to see it. Chapter 1, verse 14. Ezekiel to see it, chapter 1, verse 14. Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 14, read. Book of Ezekiel, chapter 1, verse 14. And the living creature ran in return at the appearance of a flash of lightning. You see that? They, they ran up to Yahweh, reported on you, and came back to keep up. And while you were still in, in your, your mode of lying, and they came back to you, yeah, he, 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 he or she is, they lying down there real good, they, especially on the day of atonement out of the sixes on the camp. They made a whole lot of statements. But do you know when you make them statements and you got anointed by making them statements or any statements, don't you know them statements is, is on the books forever? 
and those and the angel's job is to write everything down, report back to Yahweh, and then he gonna ask him. One day he might read again out of wisdom, out of um, out of Paul's book. He, he said, "Who got who got the record on this um this person standing before me?" And the angel said, "I got the record on him." He said, well, um, "If they would have repented five years before I killed." And I would ignore all their lifestyle. Everything they ever did, I would have ignored it. Five years before I killed that person. See, you never know when your five years is on the clock. You never know. That's why when kids come on broadcast and uh, he give it all he got. If he give it all he got because uh, I don't know. And you don't know. But he said, if you would have done me right, and see, we go all the way back to all of them. He was, no, 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 no. If you just straight for five years before the man came, everything you have done prior to that, he said, I don't remember. Then you ain't got to remember. So but that's why I'm keep telling you. We got to be put some urgency on this thing and do Yahweh's will, because we never know what he says. And um, um, what he said in 7, verse 6 there, of St. John there, young man. Let's go see how he said something in St. John 7, verse 6. Can you have to see how? What he said in St. Yes, John 7, What did he say? Book of John. Right to the Lord of John. Chapter 7. Verse 6 reads, Then Yahweh's son said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. You see what man said? He said, your time, he said, he know his time, he knew it because he read the book while he was in heaven. He knew his time was coming around the corner. But he said, your time is already, always ready. He said, I can have a tree fall out of Acapulco, New Mexico, and it won't fall out until you get, 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 get on top of your head. He said, how did this tree come from Acapulco, New Mexico? I mean, I'm in a crowded subway, and that tree came and fell right on top of my head. Yeah. That man got all the power he can do this thing. He says, in your last five years, in a Book of Paul. We might read that another time. We might read Wilson of Paul. He said, if you just would been right for the last five years. See, you don't know when your five years on table. He ignored everything else. If you made a vow and you slipped, then you better repent and get on it like a hurry. And matter of fact, um, you got to do, um, tell me out there, Young line, you gotta do um in the book um hmm, you gotta seek it in Baruch and we Baruch go yeah you gotta do what in the book of Baruch there young line now if you know if you know that you have he got it open that what you gotta do you gotta do catch up now let's see if we're reading Baruch chapter four verse number what thirty. Let's see what it says there, young man. All right, we're going to the book of Baruch, 
chapter 4. Oh, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Just take oh, them 10 times verse, more. What verse is it now? Uh, it's, it's, Verse 28. Say what? What? Your mind? Ruth chapter 4, verse 28. Okay. Book of Ruth. What is that? Chapter 4, verse 28 reads, For as it wants your mind to go astray from Yahweh, so be in return. Teach him ten times more. You see what you got to do? You see, it might be in your mind to go astray from Yahweh, but guess what? Now you got to have, you, now you got to have some gym shoes with some, with some heat behind it. You got to seek him how many times now? Ten times more. You see that? See that? Because now you got to seek him ten times more. That's what the man saying. See, when you go astray and someone out of the line, you have made a statement. He said, you might forget, but his angels is not forgetting. They write this thing down, and they're going to have your, your record. And tomorrow on the broadcast, that depends on who got the, the record on it, we're going to bring it up tomorrow and show you soundly. Paul was shown those that after death. And when it came before Yahweh, it's written. But we take it, we can't take everything in one set, you know. And the, and he said, Who got the rest of this angel right here? He said, I got it. He said, Listen, young man and young woman, if you have repented five years, I know you've been low down, the whole life folk been low down. But if you was in that five year stretch, you understand what I said from five, in the last five years of your life, then I'll let you get into the kingdom. But since you didn't take care of them last five years the way I got it written, and you don't go past your past now, where well, I was all right, but no, you got to be all right in the last five years. That was time of year. Well, I, I mean, you didn't, where I've been, no, that don't make, no, that don't mean jack neither. You got to be all right in the last five years of your life before the man shut you down. That's when you better be right. You don't, don't look at no time past that. When he shut you down in the last five years, how you saying? You got it? Good. All right, now, you finally made back around to Sister Judith now. So, Judith, I, I know you got something waiting on me, and um, and we know Sister Sarah got something waiting on me, too. So I'm ready to hear a little something. But like I said, I'm, I'm like King, say I forgot what I said, but I know you wrote it down. So now you're on the clock, so Judith, come out. Psalm 69. Psalm chapter 69, but he didn't say the verse. I'm thinking of verse 4. Psalm chapter... Hold on, hold on, Judith. Hold on. Um, In 69, I thought we did say everything, but I can say again, sometimes, you know, we get away, and that's why we got to be, we got to be, make sure we write stuff down, and we don't see it might be all over the place. Read on down to verse number 10. Let's see what's going on from, from now. Remember, now be clear that the angel is going to talk to David. 
This is a thousand BC. Now David said he spoke by the mouth of the Almighty. So now when you read this verse, this ain't got nothing to do with David. This stuff got to do with the psalm. So we're gonna see what's going on in sixty-nine verse four down to verse ten. Take the time and do this and, and bring it on in. Come on. So chapter sixty-nine, verse four to ten. Verse four reads: They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They that would destroy me bring my enemies wrongfully are mighty that I restore that which I took not away. Hold that point. Hold that point there. Hold that point there, daughter, right there. So you see the man said, he said, look here. He said, my enemy, they, they wrongfully uh, delivered me up, but I'm I'm going to restore back to them. But I didn't take it away from them. I, you told me, you made a claim to me, um, Mother Eve, Hey, Mother, you made it plain to me in um, 19, verse 8. You, you made it plain to me in Exodus 19, verse uh, 7 and 8. What, what happened in the 19th chapter of Exodus, Mother, e, verse 7 and 8? See, you made it plain. So I listen to you. What do you say, Mother, e, we can read in the 19th chapter, verse 7 and 8? Look at Exodus chapter 19. Verse 7 and verse 8. Exodus 19, verse 7. Exodus 19, verse 7. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and led for the elders of the people and laid before their face all these words which Yahweh commanded him. Verse 8. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Yahweh had spoken we will do. And Moses returned the words of the Yah- of the people unto Yahweh. You, you, you hear it, Moses? You see what they said? Mm-hmm. They made a the vow with them. They said, All that Yahweh said we're going to do. See that? Listen, Moses brought to them, to the elders, and the elders brought to the teachers, you know, the, the song, and they gave them out. They said, all the Yahweh say, we going to do it. See that? Now, now preach up that, Moses, in the fifth chapter, verse 1 of Deuteronomy. Preach up that, Moses. Let's see who, who made this commitment. And Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1. Let's see who made this commitment. All that you say we're going to do, who, 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 who opened a, opened a fat mouth and said that in 5, verse 1? Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1. Yeah, who opened a fat mouth and said that, Moses? Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1. And Moses called all Israel. And said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ear this day, that, that ye may learn them and keep and do them. Yes. 28, 29. You, 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 
He's not Moses again. I'm telling you what the man thinks. He said, learn them. Not only learn them, do them. Now, Yahweh going to respond to Moses about these 12 tribes of Israel in 28 and 29. Hey, Marie, in 28, verse 28 and 29, let's respond to what they got on their mind. Come on. Verse 28 and 29. Same book. Verse 28 and 29, Mother E. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 28 and 29. What's going on with, with your microphone, that WCC? Well, I can't hear nothing no more. Hey, yo, let's get a tick, tick that verse, Elder. 28 and 29. Well, that fifth chapter, Deuteronomy. Okay. In the book of uh, Deuteronomy, that was chapter 28. And the verse was of what again? We're, we're in chapter 5 there, yo. Deuteronomy 5, 28 and 29. Moses, I'm going to read verse 1. Chapter 5. Well, we, we're looking at verse um, 28 and 29. Yeah, 28 and 29. What does it say? Okay. Verse number 28 says, And the Yaqua heard the voice of your words, which ye spake unto me. And the Yaqua said unto me, I have heard the voices, the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken unto thee. They have well said all that they have spoken. 29. Oh, that there was such a mind in them that they would not fear me and keep all my Torah instructions always, that it might be well with them and with hey, children. No, no, he's saying by okay. no, I, I know he ain't saying for them to not fear him. So let's take your time to look at that verse real carefully. Clearly he ain't saying not fear him. Go ahead. Okay. Verse number 28. And the Yaqua heard the voice of your words when you spake unto me. And the Yaqua said unto me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken unto me. They have well said all that they have spoken. 29. Oh, that there was such a mind in them that they would not fear me, that they would fear me. Uh that they would fear me and keep all my Torah instructions always, that they might be well with them and their children forever. He said, he said, oh, if they fear me, and, it, and, and it'll go well with them, and not on them, it goes with, with your offspring forever. All we got to experience man, but how you fear him, just keep what's written in the Bible. Make a decision according to the Bible. It'll last you for always. That's what we got to do. What do the Bible say? That's the end of it. This word right here is the living word of Yahweh. He said, if you feel me, that means you keeping what he got written in his Bible. You make a Bible of Yahweh, that Bible will kick in and say, hey, 
I got to do this thing. I made a Bible, Yahweh. I don't know what five years my time is up. My time can be up. And if I made a vow and didn't correct that vow, guess what? All that we have did, you know, we can get into that part, but we ain't. You won't say, I don't care what you did. You, you made a vow, you didn't keep it. In the last five years, you slacked off of what, I, what, what my book is talking about doing. You guys ain't got no trouble with the key. Yeah? And this is, and is going to be a, a gruesome thing to know that this man going to look at the last five years of your life before he took it down. And if you ain't got no Baruch 428 in you, seeking them ten times more, then the man going to kill you. That's simple as that. That's how much urgency you got to have. Because you never know when he got rid of me on shut you down. That's why I keep telling you. I use myself as an example. I get it all I got every night, six nights a week. I get it all I got. Because it can be the last. I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to give it all I got. i take a page out of the old book. Give it all you got. You know, don't worry about who to your left or who to your right. Worry about one thing. If you keep what's written in this book. Come on back there, daughter Judas, and get a little bit more on that on that good talking you're doing. You do a lot of good talking, so pick up off where you left off at and come on. Come on, Psalms chapter 69, verse 5 to 10. Verse 5 reads, O Yahweh, thou knowest my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from thee. Verse 6 reads, Let not them that wait on thee, O Yahweh, of hope. of hope, be ashamed for my sake. Let not those that seek thee be confounded for my sake, O Yahweh of Israel. Verse 7 reads, Because for, they, for thy sake I have borne reproof. Shame has covered my face. Verse 8 reads, I have become a stranger unto my brethren, and an alien unto my mother's children. What's going on around here? What can I hear verse 8? Verse 8 8 reads, Verse 8 reads, I I have become a stranger. Pick that verse up, Molly. Psalm chapter 69, verse 8. I am become a stranger unto my brethren and an alien unto my mother's children. Verse 9. For the zeal of thy house has eaten eaten me up, and the report of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. Verse 10. When I weep and when I wept and fasted, my soul will fasten that was to my reproach. So he said, he said, now, so he read that book. He said, they don't want down there and mess up. Now I got to come down here and, because uh, I got to obey my father. 
He said, the zeal of them have fell on me. He said, they don't fell on me now. Now I got it. Now I got it. I, now I got to get me a precept on that one right there. Now, daughter Yahweh. So you hear the man said, he's saying that um, what they have did down there, he said, I'm trying to store back to them, but I ain't taking nothing away from them. Now, daughter Yahweh, now, he, now he makes, he's talking about something that, that he, um, but I'm struggling right now, daughter. Oh, Yahweh, And the 59th chapter of Isaiah's daughter Yahweh. before thee, and our sins testify against us, for our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. Verse 13, in transgressing and lying against the YHWH Yahweh and departing away from our YHWH Yahweh, speaking oppression and revolt. Conceiving and uttering from the mind words of falsehood. Verse 14. And judgment is turned away backwards. And justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street. And equity cannot enter. Verse 15. Yeah, truth standeth. And he that departed from evil maketh himself a prey. And the YHWH Yahweh saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. Verse 16. And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness, it sustained him. Verse good, 17. Good, okay. good, good. So you see, so you tell Isaiah, now you tell Isaiah about some 700 prior, 700 years prior to him coming. He said, I looked down there, Isaiah, 700 years prior to that. I didn't see nobody take this book. I was reading the Bible that a man got, you know, Got to take big time whooping, and I try to. I try. He said he try to pass the book, and that's the same thing we do. We try to pass the book on the. Uh, you know, well, no, um, you know, no. He looked, but he knew the father put that calling on him. He tried to pass the book to somebody else. Sometimes that's what we try to do. We'll pass the book on somebody else. And it'd be your calling to step up to get in where you've been in at, but you'll pass the buck on. 
So he looked down there and thought he could find some man to take that book because he was reading the book. Yeah, dog. They're going to do a whole lot to me. Let me see. Let me see if I have somebody that take that whooping. Since I'm in charge anyway, he said, look, y'all, he couldn't find nobody to take that whooping. That same thing is telling you. You you have to take this whooping yourself. You can't look around and pass no cushion by yourself. You have to, you have to, mm-hmm. keep, boy, you got to keep, you have to go through a lot of rebuking. Matter of fact, um, y'all, they got what? So, a lot of pain, and you have to just understand something. You see? That, you know, you can see, you know, he like a pat on the back every now and then, but a pat on the back is like six, six inches from the chicken the rear end. So I don't know about that pat on the back, period. So the thing what I'm trying to take, this, you would not be way of life. Not in your, and your family is going to be the first one that break your, break your heart. Your family. Close the one to you. That's going to be your biggest go against. The closest one to you. That's how Yahweh's going to sit up. We're going to have somebody close to you and say, what? You know, we always have been keeping Sunday all our life. You know, we've been eating hog all our life. You mean, you tell me that we've been eating hog and it's wrong. Right. So that's when your problem's going to come. You mean his name ain't mm-hmm. I got many blessings from Lord God and Jesus. Yeah. And then you, your greatest defeat going to come from your closest little one. When you show up with my mom, daddy, brother, we didn't talk wrong. Oh, they're going to give you, they're going to they give you a fight. Yeah. They're going to call you everything, and where you earn that from, they're going to call them everything, too. So it's going to happen to you. Because it's already told in advance, it's going to happen to you. Your closest loved ones going to be the ones that jack your brain up. But if you know what the word is saying, that means you here for that hour to be able to take care of this business, right? So, you know, I'm telling you up front, this is a, a for the world's sake, this is a lonely road. Because you ain't going to get the calls you once got no more. The friendship that you once thought you had is not going to be there. And it's going to start right. from those that closest ones to you. And we tell you up front that what's going to happen. So, um, nothing you understand is saying. This, this word, but God, I'll tell you what it's going to do for you. It's going to get you in the kingdom because it's going to draw, draw you or drive you. But one thing we do know, it's going to expose you. Where they are right. So it's up to you. It's up to you to uh, understand one thing. If you're looking right what the Bible saying, and you want to go with the, the game says, then you go ready. But one day you'll find out what that old seer showed you through that book. It wasn't coming from me. It was coming from him. And uh, he makes it plain, daughter. 
and 12, verse 46, down to verse 50. Hey, daughter, Yahweh. And St. John 12, 46, down to verse 50. It makes it plain, daughter, Yahweh. What do you say? Come on. St. John, chapter 12, you say 45 to 50? Uh, 46, down to verse 50. 46 down to verse 50. He makes, he makes it plain on how he stands. When it comes down to Yahweh's business, he makes it plain to his disciples, his followers, on how he stands. Now, he won, he knew he was going to pass it on to them, but he made it plain with them in St. John chapter 12, 46 down to verse 50. What do you say, though? St. John chapter 12. Verse 46 through 50 reads, I am a light into the world. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Verse 37, And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Verse 48. He that rejected, rejected me and receiveth not my word hath one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Verse 49. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Verse 50. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Read verse 48 again, daughter. Verse 48 again. St. John chapter 12, verse 48. He that rejected me and receiveth not my word have one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Yes, the, the words that the words that you hear now, guess what? This is what's gonna judge you in the last day. That's up to you. You know, you can, you know, what's going to judge you is these words. Now, young man, in, in Luke 17, 1, 2, 3, 4, this is what he said in Luke 17, 1, 2, 3, 4. What do you say that, young man? Are we going to the book of Luke, chapter 17, verse 1, 2, 4. Luke chapter 17, verse 1 reads, Then said he, a sense of it is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him to whom they come. Verse 2, It was better for him that a millstone were hanging about his neck. And he cast into the sea. Then that he shall send one of these little ones 
Verse 3. Take heed to yourself. If your brother trespasses against you, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. Verse 4. If he trespasses against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day, turn again to you, saying, I repent. You should forgive him. You get that? <laughs> but see, we hold a grudge, like to tell the sixty nine account. When they have taken the anointing and took the vows, that means they want the Almighty to forgive them what they have did prior to that day all the way back to. So now, but if you want him to forgive you, but you still got to offer your brother your sister, then you just don't waste your time. Yeah. When you come to re- the repentance well, and receive the oil on you, that means you telling Yahweh, I know my used to be companion, my used to be uh, landlord or whatever. That that was a dirty summer gun. You see? I know he was. I made him a dirty summer gun. But you, but you know, but you want me to forgive you, but a whole year passed, right? But you can't forgive your brother. You can't forgive your sister. No. When you come to the altar on the atonement and receive the oil, you supposed to forgive everybody that have done you wrong. I mean, soundly done you wrong. Because you want Yahweh to soundly put you on the right track. So that's the mm-hmm. option. So that's the point about the atonement. I'm going to forgive, Bob, forgive that, that summer gun and know that summer gun. He done me a bad job. Yeah, we know. But you got to put all that to the side. Tell Yahweh, would you forgive me for? Telling him I, I, I need to put my foot where, where the sun don't shine on you. I can see myself taking a car that's kicking you off balance and booting you all the way up in the air and watch you come down and bust like a wall now. You see, you're going to have to put all that down. That's why it's so important to understand this thing. That's big talk there. Now, uh, now, daughter Sarah. Now, I know you've been holding me from Surat 34, 24 to 26. Now, I don't see a need a little bit of that, Sister Sarah. Now, I can stand a little bit of that. Because I'm telling you something. That's why you, we got to know what this man This man right here, he read the book. As a matter of fact, he tried his best to get out. He told Isaiah. I tried, I tried to look down there and tell, tell my father in heaven. Hey, I found a man that gonna take this whooping down there. I looked down there, I couldn't find nobody to take this whooping. Gosh, y'all. See? I couldn't find nobody to take this whooping. This is a mean whooping down here. I'm telling you something, please, right? You're gonna have to six months count. Let me talk to you first. Those that take in that atonement. They supposed to now be a um, a mother. They supposed to be 
Hey, Molly. They supposed to be a 10-6 now. Uh, first man. Hey, Molly. They supposed to be a 10-6. The one that took that atonement. They supposed to be a 10 verse 6. What is really going to read in first Samuel 10 6, Mother East? Verse Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. Yeah. Verse Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 6, reads, And the Spirit of Yahweh will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. So you show actual checking that anointing. You should not be the same old grimy, you know, quick temple, flying at the mouth. You both be a one that all hits you on a day of what you tell me, Yaqua, hey Yaqua, forgive me for what I did. But you got to forgive everybody for what they did to you. So now that that anointing I got the report from all six camps on, on all the great testimonies and the oil spread all across the head. I got the testimony. I heard them. But guess what? When you see him again on next Saturday, or Friday night next Saturday, you know that's the beginning of tabernacle. You know that the tabernacle is seven to seven day feet is on the way. So now, God next day. Now, once they have received that oil, they saying, I'm going to forgive that low, that low, 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 I'm going to forgive it or her. Because you want Yahweh to forgive you. But he said, if you don't do it, Then Sister Sarah get ready to read and Sarah 34, 24 to 26. Listen to this now. Now we're gonna sit up for a nice breakdown. Come on, Sister Sarah. In the book of Sarah, chapter 34, verses 24 through 26. Verse 24 reads: When one pray and another curse, who voice will the Yaqwa hear? Verse 25. Who that wash himself after touching a dead body? If he touch it again, what availeth is he washing? Verse 26. So is it with a man that fasts for his sins and go again and do the same, who will hear his prayer or what do his humble and profit him? Hear it. Now you, 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 now, you see that, you see that illustration he made? You know, we have seen them, nature vows, y'all, yeah, I'm on, I'm going to tighten up my backstroke, I'm on, I'm going to give even that low down, summer gone, know he, know he uh, done me wrong and all that good stuff. You're going to do all that good stuff. 
tell y'all, well, forgive me for, you know, I, I've been kind of slacking, dragging my feet big time and all that. Then soon you get you off your doggone. <laughs> you go you go right and do um Hebrews twelve um that they go right back and Proverbs chapter nine verse eight to two. What what that say, Sister Sarah? So now you don't you you don't say that you go and mother have me level nineteen of the book of Ezekiel, wait a minute, Mother E, 1119. Well, Sister Sarah, what you would say in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 8 through 10? Going to the book of Proverbs chapter 9, reading verse 8 through 10. Verse 8 reads, Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Verse 9. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will yet be wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Verse 10, the fear of the Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the righteous is understanding. You see, but when you rebuke a, a scorner, then they, they say, I got to take my coat, I got to go. I got to go. Wait a minute. You got to be rebuked, brother, sister. You got to be corrected on some things you're saying. Boy, they do. But 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 when you rebuke somebody that's um that's about Israel, because that's the same thing, uh, we're not going to read a Bethel chapter 2, is I'm going to set him out on my watch too warm, but I'm going to wait till he come and, you know, give me a, a scorn in the mouth real good. I'm going to take it and run with it. But right now, every time you rebuke or correct somebody in the six and nine camp, then he want to go to another camp. He won't go somewhere else. Listen, you got to take that correction because it's written, and that was leadership old. Dude, look at where you at this page of the book and show you where you at. But when we give you correction out of the six camp, well, I got to go. Well, then you go ahead. Because the income calls you, because what, when you get your atonement, there's a spirit on you for be gone now. You for be no more. Um, who had that? Um, oh, Sarah, you're going to read the Hebrews 12, 15. What, what did it say? Oh, it's there anyway. Hebrews 12, 15. Unto the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 15. Book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 15 reads, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of Yahweh, lest any root of bitterness bringing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. So what defiles you again, Sister uh, Sarah? The root of bitterness. See, that would defile you. The root of bitterness. If you if you if you talking to someone in the sixth anointing camp, and all that conversation on is not the scriptures, it's about the root of bitterness. That means your atonement and what you said to do, you ain't doing it. 
request, one thing will be removed from you is the root of bitterness. But every time you speak to a, a member of the Sixth Morning Camp, then all out their mouth is backbiting, root of bitterness. Then you know one thing. They they really, they don't believe in no Yahweh. Because that's one thing he's going to take away from you. Hey, Mother, he's making plain what going to take away from you in 1119. What's going to be removed, Mother, in the book? See, when you take that atonement and you genuine, Yahweh's going to remove something from you that we can read, we told in Zico in 1119. And you are thinking on the camp, you got to watch this spirit. You don't touch your anointing. What's going to be removed with Mother get ready to read? But you're ready to read, Mother, in 1119 of Ezekiel. Ezekiel? I thought you said Mother E? But you're ready to read that, Mother E? Okay. The book of Ezekiel, chapter uh, 11. The microphone has got this big delay on it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, brother, try to that verse up. I'm going to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19. Well, whoever hear my voice, Ezekiel. pick that verse up. Whoever hear my voice, pick the verse up. Pick up that 11, 19. Whoever hear my voice. The book Ezekiel. of Ezekiel, chapter 11, verse 19. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, young man. Hold on, young man. Uh, uh, Mother Eve, she, she got it. 1119. Come on, Mother Eve. <laughs> the book of Ezekiel, chapter 11, verse 19. And I will give them one mind, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the thorny mind out of their flesh, and will give them a mind of flesh. Mm-hmm. So when you take that anointing, mother, what you move is that stone in mind. You don't have yeah, stone well. in mind, mother. He said, he said, now once you've been anointed, let me preach up that mother in 36 chapter, verse 26. Same book, Ezekiel 36, 26. See, listen. When you repent, and you receive a torment in the sixth anointed camp, from South Carolina all the way down. Heard a lot of great reports. Heard a lot of great repentance, too. When you repent, you want Yahweh to forgive everything you have done. That means you have to give everything that has been done to you. And it's supposed to be something different about you. And Mother get ready to read in, 20, in the book called um, 36. What's going on with that verse, Mother? Book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 26. A new mind also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away that stony mind out of your flesh, and I will give you a mind of flesh. You see that? So you see, this was the six and all the camps you got to watch for those that are taking their tone. You got to watch their spirit. When they come in, they're supposed to be energetic, ready to go, 
because Yahweh have forgive them for everything they have done for that whole year all the way back. That means they have forgave everybody, but they come in and say, I ain't sitting next to that person right there. I ain't doing that. Well, man, wait a minute. You got to forgive to be forgiven. I ain't still talking about this. You got to put all that stuff down and let Yahweh take control from that point on. Because you want to be forgiven. We know you've done something. <laughs> you know, you know I, I was sweating so hard on, on that. But I had to kind of give me a little statement there. Like I was here to the penitentiary. I was so, you know, because I know. You know, whatever, whatever I did, because I know I'm offending of many people, but it's the same joking. I, I offend you for a correction, and I ain't anti-anybody. But, you know, I know the fear got plenty. You know, I get text mails and all kinds of that. Matter of fact, one that stood out to me and said, you know, see, I like to, uh, I, I like to take my arm and put it around your neck. And run you ready to that tree. <laughs> That's what I like to do. Just run your head ready to the tree. Why do you want to run no seed head into the tree for? Yeah. I ain't something like that. I just really feel good if I just, just put my arm around your neck and just run your head right into the tree. Pile driving. Oh, we got one. You see that? So oh, we got one. This is just what we're doing. But you, that's why you got to make sure you're doing your job. All right. You have done the right thing, and he's going to deliver. Now, Super Sarah, in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 10, can you have to see all of this? Because I'm going to tell you something. We tried to correct you, rebuke you to correct you, because of this reason that Super Sarah getting ready to read about it. And listen to what it says that we can read about Super Sarah in Proverbs 15, verse 10. Let's read a little bit. That's what Sarah what is saying. Going to the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 10. Verse 10 reads, Correction is grievous unto him that forsakes the way, and he that hate reproof, correction, shall die. What? What you say again? Read that again from Sarah. I mean, really bring it out. You just dropped a bombshell on this national army. What did I say again in 15 verse 10? Look at Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 10, read. Correction is grievous unto him that forsakes the way. And he that hate reproof, correction, shall die. You see that? So, so when we correct you on something, it's not that we, we try to, Save your life. Tell you, Sunday worshiping gonna get you thrown in the bottom of Lake of Fire. You get mad. We tell you, correct you that you can't. The name, his name is not Lord God Jesus, Allah, and Buddha. All you do is ask your phone, say smartphone. What is God's true name? It'll come back to four letters. Y H W A. I mean. It'll come back. Y-A-W is on your people's telephone. His name is the four letters. If you can't pronounce it, just call the letters out when, it, when you see the word Lord God Jesus. He'll give you the strength. Just call it out. Y-A-W-A-C. Then y'all, he'll help you. Let you know. 
how to pronounce his name. You know? So, listen. Because this man, um, young lion, in the book of Hebrews, young lion, chapter 10, verse 1, let's talk about it. Matter of fact, um, before you read Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1, young lion, let's look at yes, sir. Let's look at the 8th chapter, 1 down to verse 4 of Romans. They will skip down to 10 through 12. Let's see what we can read in the book of Romans chapter 8. 1 down to verse 4, 10 down to verse 12. What did it say that, young man? We're going to the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 1 through 4, 10 to 12. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 reads, There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Yahweh's Son, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Verse 2, For the law of the Spirit of life in Yahweh's Son has made me free from the law of sin, and death. Verse 3. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh. God said it. Yahweh the Father said it his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Verse 10 reads, And if Yahweh the Son be in you, the body is dead because of sin. For the spirit is life because of righteousness. Verse 11, If the spirit of him that raised up Yahweh's son from the dead. Well, in you, he that raised up Yahweh's son from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that's well in you. Verse 12 reads, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. Mm-hmm. Read verse 3 again there, young man. Read verse 3 again. Romans chapter 8, verse 3 reads, For what the law could not do in death, it was weak through the flesh. Yahweh the Father did it his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, condemn it sin in the flesh. Now, you see, now that verse will tell a Christian pastor will just take that and just just mess, mess your head up. The law is weak, weak. The law is weak. You know, we can't do that law for the law is weak. See, that's why the 6 on the camp, we got to come now. 
So the law was weaker. But what law is he talking about was weak. Hmm? Okay? Now, you learn in the book of Romans chapter 7, verse 7, 10, and 16. Let's do it that way. Yes. Now, what law was weak? What law that he made was 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 a weak law. Weak. See, he'll take that verse and say, that's why we can't keep nothing because the law was weak. Okay. But see, this is where the six anointed camps must raise a level up. To understand that the only way you can get about that is by preaching about that. Tell me that Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 to 24. Wait on me, daughter. Yahweh, write it down. Hebrews chapter okay. 9, verse 11 to 24. Have that wait on me, daughter. Yahweh. But, young uh, man, let's talk about this thing. And kill the little kill. Have me Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1, 4, 10 through 12. Elder Mr. Kill. Have that waiting on me. But come on back to the young line again. And Hebrews, I mean, Romans chapter 7, verse 7, 10, and 16. Let's talk about it. Come on, young line. The book of Romans, chapter 7, verse 7, verse 10 and 16. Romans chapter 7, verse 7 reads, What should we say then? Is the law sin? Yahweh forbid, nay, no, I will not know sin, but the law. For I have not known lust, except the law has said, you should not covet. Verse 10 reads, and the commandment, which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. Verse 16 reads, if then I do that which I would not, I can say unto the law that it is good. Mm-hmm. Read verse 12, young man. Romans chapter 7, verse 12 reads, Wherefore, the law is righteous, and the commandment righteous, just and good. <laughs> So, so we find out that once you level here to know something, Mr. Christian Pastor, that law that he's talking about is not the law of the moral law. So by you not having that understanding, you'll tell your congregation, well, see, the law is weak anyway, not knowing what law is he talking about. You see that? And that's why we know <clears throat> six hundred camps got a big job to do. Because they'll jump down the ring where the law is weak. But you, but you don't understand what law they're talking about. Now, go to Yahweh in the ninth chapter, verse 11 down to verse 24, go to Yahweh. See, that's why you got to have the right spirit on you. And Yahweh will give you all the, the increase, but your spirit ain't right. If you all over the place, you feel the backbite of murmur. Uh, it got greedy stuff coming out your mouth. No, it ain't gonna get away from you. You got you got to be um um a, a mother. He had me um 
No, sister, sister Judas, tell me, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, 23, all that verse Now, that uh, grace is chapter 5, 22, 23. But Donnie Yapwa, what can we read, Donnie Yapwa, in um, Hebrews 9, 11, out verse 24? Bring it on home, daughter. Come on. Hebrews chapter 9. Verse 11 through 24. Verse 11 reads, But Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, the son of Yahweh, the father, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Verse 12. Well, hold on, daughter. Hey, daughter. Hey, hold on. Let's start that again. Because we heard we heard a, a little noise, and I want to make sure that verse is heard real plainly. Look at that verse eleven. Start start again, there, daughter. Hebrews chapter nine, verse eleven. Read. But Y H W H, Yahweh, the Son of Yahweh the Father, being come and high priest. Of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Verse 12 Neither by the blood of goats and cows, but by his own blood he entered in once into the righteous place, having obtained. Eternal redemption for us. Verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of and heifers sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. Verse 14. How much more shall the blood of YHWH, the son of Yahweh, the father, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to YHWH the Father. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living YHWH the Father. Verse 15. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions, that were under the first testament. They which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Verse 16. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. Verse 17. For a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Verse 18. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. Verse 19. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves 
and of gold. Every priest left. What, what, what happened next? Every priest left. What happened? It, when Moses spoke, every priest left. What's going on at WCC? Sarah, pick it up right there, Sarah, and come on. Well, well, whoever hear my voice, pick that verse up. Pick that verse 19 up. I'm reading what happened. Put it in the light. Who the word Hebrew? Who hear my voice? Pick it up at verse number 19. I hear your voice. I, you I, I hear you say it, bro. All right, pick that verse up there in 19. Go and read. Look at Hebrew. Who the word? Put it in the light. Chapter 9, verse 19. For when Moses had spoken, every precept to all the people, according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool, pissed sprinkled both, the book and all the people. Verse 20. Say, this is the blood of the covenant which Yahweh had enjoyed unto you. Read down 24. Keep going. Verse 21. Moses, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. Verse 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without shedding of blood there's no remission. Verse 23. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves were better sacrifices than these. Verse 24. For Yahweh the Son did not enter into the righteous places made with hands which are the figures of the truth, but unto the heaven itself, not to appear in the presence of Yahweh for us. Now he become your intercessor. You see, that's why it was so important for you understand the true meaning of this atonement. So you see what he went through? Now he went back up to the right hand of his father, knowing that this is going to be how you're going to get in. If you don't, if you take this man not serious on this thing, this is big Ben. Now, Elder Mr. Till, in that 10th chapter, he said law was weak, right? But see, we got to know what law you're talking about, Elder Mr. Till. In Hebrews 10, 1, verse 4, 10 through 12, it should tell us something. See, the Christian pastor can't teach this right here because Yahweh did not give it to him. Christian, a Christian pastor, remember, they've been trained by the Roman Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Church is from Satan the devil. Pope Nicholas V in 1441 he told you he, you convert to be a Christian, so I'm going to kill you. Tell your kids off and everything. So any Christian pastor, he can't teach none of this right here. 
Because there's learning been up under the Christian that's dead by the Catholic Church. That's why you do Sunday, Lord God and Jesus. And Lent and Christmas. Don't let them play the devil. I'm doing the Bible. I think I said soon later you'll wake up and you'll see it. Everything you're doing in the Christian in the Christian churches and hear about a, the Pope of Rome and his cardinal, all that stuff is from Satan the devil. You're not gonna never learn none of this unless you learn from the six and on the camp. Huh? So now the law was weak. They'll tell you the law was weak. But now the other gonna show you what law they're talking about in Hebrews ten one, four, ten through twelve. No other. In the book of Hebrews, looking at chapter 10, verse number 1, and verses 10 to verse number 12. 1, 4, 1, 4, 10 through 12. 1, you skip down to verse 4, then 10 through 12. I got it. Verse number 1, 4, 10 to 12. 1 says, For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. Verse number Hold that four. point. Hold that point right there. So you see what law was weak. The law was weak of the animal sacrifice because we didn't want to do that. When we say we didn't want to do none of that, it's okay. That law was weak because they didn't well, want to bring their bulls down to get cut off and, you know, and all that stuff. That's the law. He's talking about the law of sacrifice, not the moral law, Mr. Christian Pastor from the Roman Catholic Church, not the moral law. It still is Saturday, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. It ain't changed. You just, you just from Satan the devil. And if anybody tied in with the Christian church, you know you're going to bust hell wide open. John Cain said, you're right. You remember the sister Sarah read that verse? That if you can't take correction, we're trying to save your life. We're trying to hope that you look at this Bible and say, Mr. Preacher, you're wrong. If you change the day and do right, I'm gone. What's up for you? Now, verse 4L, come on. Verse number 4. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. So verse the blood 10. of bulls and goats, it couldn't take away no sin anyway. It was a check you to stop sinning because you didn't have no jewels or wool marks back in the day. If we keep on taking your livestock away from you, and your waistline start getting real small, you'll go, hey, I better stop the sinning. That's why you have to bring your animal down to the to the priest and tell him what you did. He tell you I know what to bring. And yeah, you thought you said, wait a minute, if I keep sinning, I'm gonna end up with no livestock because it ain't it's jewels mm-hmm. and Dominic ain't came yet. See? <laughs> so that's the law he's talking about the, the animal sacrificial law. You couldn't bring, you can't bring no more bulls and goats down and say, "Where well, I'm saying, no, you gotta repent and keep the law." So he said, "Y'all didn't want that." Get down to verse ten, down to verse twelve, y'all. Verse number ten says, "By the which will we 
are sanctified through the offerings of the body of Yahweh the Son once for all. 11. And every priest standeth daily, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. 12. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down on the right hand of Yahweh. You see that? So he, so he made one sacrifice for sin of it. No more killing the animal by sacrificing himself. And now he's sitting on the right hand of his father, waiting for his father to tell me, tell him, you see what I did for them? You mean they can't keep my Sabbath day, my feast day? They can't do none of that? Wait till I get my hand on them. Right, Father? Yeah, that's right. You led by example? Read verse 13, A.O. Verse number 13 says, From which forth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Yeah. See what he say? From henceforth, he will be expecting his enemies be made his footstool. Let me tell you something. What Yahweh did for you, and you can't show up no appreciation by keeping his Sabbath days, feast days, land fringes, you mean you're going to ignore all this stuff for him? And the man said when he come back, he kept you in stranger paths, he's going to kill you. That's in Zephaniah mm-hmm. 1, 6, 2, 9. read. But what are you trying to tell you? He done his part. Now he on the right hand of his father, waiting and expecting the one that his enemy, and you know he's going to tell his enemies, uh, to himself, give me 1927, a that I should reign over them, bring heather, and slay them before me. Yeah. You say his enemies, now you know what an enemy to Yahweh is? When you ignore what he got written in his thoughts. When you ignore what he got written, and you ain't got time to do his, you was created to do this. To do these. It was just created to do. And if you paying this, no, never mind. He gonna say, and you become an enemy to him. He gonna tell you in that day, bring that enemy before me, and kill him before me. Kill it. See that? And what he mean by killing you, throwing you in sixty-six twenty-four, throwing you in the fire? I'm gonna tell you, we, look, we not anti anybody. We just pro twelve tribes of Israel and tell you what time it is. We about the children of the 12 tribes of Israel that scattered throughout the Astro all over the world. Then you know one thing. You've got to come back up on the leadership. The tribe of Judah is the lead tribe, and, and, and before Judah is a seer. A seer is before Judah. And we tell and Judah is the lead tribe. You, 
Judah got to teach this thing. We're going to give you all the information you need. Judah is to teach. Levi, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, it's going to come once you start teaching. All right, we're going to stop right there. We're going to bring Mother E in, Mother Z in, and, and teach that and look to y'all and give me a little uh, commentary on that because that's pretty good stuff there. So if you can bring Mother Z in and address this national audience over 900,000 strong. So Mother Z, probably y'all got Judah. Y'all probably just see right. Mother. Hey, hey Mother Z, y'all quite busy at C. Royce. Boy, these microphones been terrible tonight. Well, Sim, what's right? Well, we have to mute somebody tonight. We, um, daughter Yaqua is still talking for tonight. We're going to mute her. Well, what can I say? If your radio station, and that's why we keep telling you the six anointed camps, we got to get in what we fit in at, and we got to do what Yaqwad give us to do, because you want Yaqwad to intervene. He's going to intervene. Matter of fact, uh, Brother Titus had me that waiting on me in um, First Thessalonians chapter 1, 6 through 10. I don't know. I think that's it. Had that waiting on me on what Yahweh is going to do. So uh, if, if, if that don't sound right, you both have what I need in that first Thessalonians a 1, 6 down to verse 10. Had that waiting on me. So, uh, hey, mother, hey, mother E, how about that um, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23? See, after we got through that atonement, mother, when we see any of the members, what we're supposed to see, mother, on the page of the book, is a Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23. Hey, Mother E, what that say, Mother E? Sister Sarah, pick that up, Sister Sarah. Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23. Read the book of Galatians. Chapter 5, verses 22 and verse 23. Verse 22 reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Verse 23, Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So you see, once you took that atonement, when we see in the members of the six northern camp, hey, Sister Sarah, what kind of demeanor are they supposed to have on them, Sister Sarah, according to them verses, according to 22 and 23? What kind of demeanor are they supposed to have? Love, joy, peace, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. You see that? And, and, and so now that's how you're supposed to see them after they take taken their anointing. They can't be trying to pull you to the side and, and want to backbite and murmur and complain. You hear? So you want Yahweh to give you, then you got to make sure you, um, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, 23 to Sarah in a closing statement. Let's see what it's saying. 
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. Going to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 23. Verse 23 reads, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You see that? You got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. When you're taking that atonement, you've been renewed. That old stony mind and your demeanor always got your eyes cutting and backbiting money. You can put that down. You want Yahweh up again, you? Now put that down. You know, preach about that, Sister Sarah. Give me Colossians 3 Kings. Going to the book of Colossians. Chapter 3. Going to the book of Colossians. Chapter 3, verse 10. Sister Sarah. Verse 10. Going to the book of Colossians. Because WCC, they they all over the place right now.
you have to come up with the one name or you're going to pay the price. When John put his pen down in 117 through 19 and 41, the almighty story was told. And the only name was on the table was the four letters. Y-H-W-H. Ask your father. My thought. What is God's true name? He'll tell you. But there wasn't no vow to the 6th to the ninth century. So take out the A&E and there it is. Y-H-W-H. He took that before you. Show it to your pastor. I like to be a fly on the wall when you show the pastor that his name is Y-H-W-H. I, I like to see these mom. What are you going to do? I'm going to kick you out of it. I'm kick you out of the church. Get out of here. I've been a great tithe payer. I've been giving my donation and my hard work to you. But no, you can you can you can you can do that by W We do Lord God Jesus. No M G. What's the reason, sir? You going to the book of Second Corinthians, reading chapter six, verse seventeen and verse eighteen. Yeah, what is Verse say? seventeen. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be you separate, say the Yahweh, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you. Verse 18, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, say the Yahweh Almighty. You see that? He said, come out from my, he might be your brother, might be your auntie. Might be your cousin. He said, come out from among them, and I will receive you. Then you be my sons and daughters. So you're not going to be a son and daughter of Yahweh until you put that paganism down. Lord God and Jesus, not wearing fringes, not knowing the dietary law. You got to know these things. See here, folks. Sister Sarah, close the table, get the mind, six o'clock. Take your time to come out. Going to the book of Baruch, chapter 3, reading verse 1 through verse 4. O Yahweh Almighty, Yahweh of Israel, the soul in anguish, the troubled spirit cry unto you. Verse 2. Hear, O Yahweh, and have mercy, for you are merciful. And have pity upon us, because we have sinned before you. Verse 3. But thou endurest forever, and we perish utterly. Verse 4. O Yahweh Almighty, thou Yahweh of Israel, hear now the prayers of the dead Israelites, and of their children, which have sinned before you, and not hearken unto the voice of their Yahweh. For... The which cause these plagues cleave unto us. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right. Now listen. So, Mother E, we don't know WCC is playing with the microphone, so uh, are you prepared to give a closing there, Mother E? Now, give me Romans 5.11, Mother E. Hey, Mother E. Hey, Mother E, how about give me a hallelujah for I don't know. WCC is, is doing anything. So, Elder, in the book of Romans 5, 11, there, Elder, 
Okay, in the book of uh, Romans, I have to check to see if I was on mute here. In the book of uh, Romans, looking at chapter 5, reading verse 11, 11 says, And not only so, but we also joy in Yahweh through our Yahweh, Yahweh the Son, by whom we have now received atonement. And now we don't see the atonement. But, but you know, we enjoy the Yahweh as if you receive the atonement. You haven't you should have received that atonement. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11, Hill. Hebrews. Looking at chapter 9, verse number 11. Hebrews. 9.11 says, But Yahweh the Son, being come, and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of his building. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, and give down verse 24, what did he do in verse 24, you Verse 24 says, For Yahweh the Son is not entered into the righteous places made with hands, which are figures of the truth, but into heaven itself now appear in the presence of Yahweh the, the Father for us. So you see right here? So now he was Yahweh the Father. He done his part. He's in there watching. Matter of fact, he's doing a Hosea 515 now, El. He's doing Hosea 5.15 right now. Hosea 5.15. In the book of Hosea, chapter 5, reading verse number 15. 15 says, I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face and their affliction. They will seek me early. So you see what you're saying? He said he's going to turn to his place. He said, I'm just going to sit there and watch you. I'm just going to sit there and watch you. Mm-hmm. And who are you talking about, Elder? Let's go to um, Second Chronicles 7, 14 on verse 16. Who is, he, who is he talking about, Elder? He's going to watch who? Who is he going to watch? Second Chronicles 7, 14 down to verse 16. Let's find out who we go and watch and see what they acknowledge their offense. Second Chronicles 7, 14 to 16. Let's talk about it. They ought to come out. Okay. 14 to 16. Second Chronicles chapter 7. I have made notes correcting them. Reading verses 14 to 16. 14 says, If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and I will heal, heal their lands. Fifteen. Now thine eyes shall be opened and mine ears 
attend unto the prayers that is made in this place. 16. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house, that is my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my mind shall be there perpetually. So he said, my first priority is to keep his call by my name. Uh, but I tell you, what that, what's that talking about in Numbers 6, 22, verse 27? What name? Let's see if it's the name Christian that he's talking about. Uh, Islam, Judaism. That's not what he's talking about. There, young line. And number 6, yes, sir. 22, verse 27. Let's talk about it there, young line. Come on. The book of Numbers. Chapter 6, verse 22 down to 27. Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 reads, And Yahweh spake to Moses, saying, Verse 23, speak to Aaron, and to his son, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, Verse 24, Yahweh bless you and keep you. Verse 25, Yahweh make his face shine upon you and be merciful unto you. Verse 26, Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Verse 27 reads, It takes to put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. And I will bless them. So well, he's talking about the people that's called by his name, not Christian. No, not Islam, not Judaism. The one that's called by his name is Israel. You got, yeah, you got the name from um, 44 of Isaiah 1, 2, 3, 4 there, young line. You got to, you got to understand this Bible. The name that you got to have at the end of your name. Whether well, government change your name or not, in the forty-fourth chapter of Isaiah one two three four, you need his permission to change you, call you by your name. Look, he says in forty-four one two three four. What does it say, there, young man? Of Isaiah. The book, the book Isaiah the seer, chapter forty-four, verse one down to verse four. Isaiah forty-four one two three four, verse one reads. Yet now hear, O Israel, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Verse 2. Thus said Yahweh, that made you and formed you from the womb, which will help you. Fear not, O Israel, my servant, and you, Israel, whom I have chosen. Verse 3. For I will pour water upon him. And it's thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your feet and my blessing upon your offspring. Verse 4. And they shall spring it up as among the grass, as willows by the water courses. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need a little bit more. Give me a little bit more. Verse 5 reads, One shall say, I am Yahweh, and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob, 
and another subscribe with this hand of Yahweh and surname himself by the name of Israel. That surname means last name yourself. That means I don't care what the slave master gave that name. At the end of your name, you put the name Israel. You know, at the end of your name, you put Israel. You know? So at the end of your name, you put Israel. It's Israel. See? At the end of your name. Now, we put the end of your name, and, we, and, when, and when somebody meets you in the street, you say, well, you know, my government name is such a thing. But well, but I want you to address me as Israel. Because I want the blessing of the Almighty. So now, Ellen Chills, and give me a close statement behind, read Matthew 6, 14 on the verse 18, Ellen. Ellen, Mr. Chills, and give old Seal a close statement in Matthew chapter 3, 6, 14 on the verse 18, yeah, Ellen. In the book of Matthew, chapter 6, reading 14 to verse number 18. 14 says, If you forgive men their trespasses, and your heavenly Father will also forgive you. 15. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. 16. Moreover, when these when we feast, be not as the hypocrites and of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto you men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Seventeen. But thou when thou hast fasted, anoint thy hand and wash thy face. Eighteen. That thou may appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which seeth thee in secret, shall reward thee openly. Mm-hmm. So you see that? You said, now your father's saying, you ain't got to put on no show. Oh, what you doing? All oh, fasting. I got a whole day of atonement. I ain't eating nothing, all that. You ain't got to do it. You ain't got to let nobody know that. Unless, you know, unless it's my action. But y'all them, we're going to give them a buy for you. Hey, yo, give me a precept on that. Give me Matthew 5, 23. Matthew 5, 23 on 25. Then give me a closing statement. I need a precept on that, you know. Book of Matthew, chapter 5. That was uh, verses 23 verse to 25. Figure verse 23. 5, 23. Then we just read a little bit till we get our point. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5. Starting with verse 23. Therefore, if I bring my gift to the altar, and the remembrance that thy brother had ought against thee. 24. Leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. 25. Agree with thine adversary quickly. While thou art in the way of him, least at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee unto the officer, and thou be cast 
again to Israel, bless the mothers that were on the broadcast, bless the young lions which helped us here with the uh, speeches that are given and the people that are listening. For this program, we learned one thing, to stay in the Bible and learn what it has to share with rehearsing the righteous act. Because many out there bump the gums to lead you astray, just like in Psalms 55:21, But in the book of Sharat, Chapter 13, reading verse number 11 says, Affect not to be made equal to him in talk, and believe not his many words, for which much communication will he tempt thee, and smiling upon thee will get out thy secrets. Just like was said a few minutes ago by the secret. Keep in secret that what you do. And you will be rewarded in secret by the mighty one. Hallelujah. Yaqua. Alright, Hallelujah. Yaqua. Yaqua. Let's run over. We have two requests. We can take care of one of them a little bit. It's what color is the children of Israel? Because it's blonde in the land over there. They, they, they look more pale red. And they got... Uh, I'm going to take a two-song black and a party after Abraham Lincoln. Now, let's find out what the children of Israel of the Bible look like real quick. Let's go and look at Jeremiah first. Let's see what Jeremiah said in 821. Let's find out. Now, if you want to know what the children of Israel look like in the Bible, let's, let's see if we run through a series of comparisons. Jeremiah 821, what does it say there, young lion? Going to the book of Jeremiah to see it. Chapter 8, verse 21 reads For the hurt of the daughter of my people, am I hurt? I am black. Astonishment have taken hold on me. What Jeremiah said, Jeremiah said he was black. Psalms of Solomon, verse 5. Let's see what, what Solomon said in Psalms of Solomon 1, verse 5. What did he say? We're going to Psalms of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 5. We're going to Psalms of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 5. Read, I am black, but comely, all you daughters of Yadda Judah, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. He said, I'm as black as, as Ketar. Ketar means black. And comedy means beautiful. Job chapter 30, verse 30, what it says. Job 30, 30 says, well, get your cars, boy. Let's see what 
Ishikar's boy is called the Mexican today. Let's see what Ishikar's boy says in Job 30, verse 30. We're going to the book of Job, the seer, chapter 30. Verse 30 reads, My skin is black upon me, and my bones are burned with heat. Mm-hmm. So Ishikar's boy says he's black. Let's go to uh, Lamentations chapter 4, verse 8 through 10. Let's start looking at the whole group now. Look at a, a large grouping of it. Going to the book of Lamentations. Book of Lamentations, chapter 4, verse 8 through 10. Lamentations, chapter 4, verse 8. Their vision is black in the cold. They are not known in the street. Their skin cleaves to their bones. It is God, that visit means they are fake. That visit means their faith gets blacker than the cold. You talk about a people that keep reading with this and give them more ounce on that. So they they faith is blacker than a cold. Go ahead. Yes. Lamentation chapter four, verse eight. Their vision, faith is blacker than a cold. They are not known in the street. They're scared. No, of they don't know. No. Oh, man. No, they ain't known in the street because they know known as African-American, Negro, and Christian. That's why they're not known in the street because they're up on another name. African-American, mm-hmm. colored, and Christian. Right? Their skin cleaveth to their bones. It is withered. It has become like a stick. Mm-hmm. Good. That's good enough. We leave it right there. Go to Lamentation 5, verse 10. Go on the book of Lamentations, chapter 5, verse 10. Read. Our skin was black like an oven because of the terrible famine. So he says, our skin, our skin, skin is black like an oven. You know those big old pop belly stoves in the South? You know, they them pick, they got all, they got their little wood in it. They'll they get red hot and black. That's how he says skin look. Now, I don't know if Sister Judith is on that for all closing statement, but if she is, let's see if Sister Judith, let's see if her microphone been worked up or grabbed. You better have microphone and look at Amos 9, verse 7 and close the statement, Sister Judith. How about Amos chapter 9, verse 7? Can you have those out Sister Judith and the closing statement? Amos chapter 9, verse 7. Amos chapter 9, verse 7 reads, Are ye not as children of the Ethiopians unto me, O children of Israel, saith the Yahweh? Have not I brought up Israel out of the land of Egypt, and the Philistines, from Chapter and the Syrians from from Kerr. Kerr. Okay, so he compared the children of Israel to the Christians. That's what Ethiopia means. It means not, but really, really, what it really means. Number one, what it means Ethiopia means is dark-skinned people. But could taking the credit for the name, but it really means the word Ethiopian only means dark-skinned people. He compares yeah, them to the dark. That's what he means. 
to the peoples of the land of Israel, all that racket they got going on there. That's why they read no Bible. Because the children of Israel is dark skinned people. So let's do this. I'm about to close the behind that. Come on. I'm coming from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 to 32. Verse 25 reads, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Verse 26 reads, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Verse 27 reads, Not to give place to the devil. Verse 28 reads, Let him that sows steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good, that he may have to give to him that need it. Verse 29 reads, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good, to the use of edifying. edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Verse 30 reads, And grieve not the righteous spirit of Yahweh, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Verse 31 reads, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Verse 32 reads, And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Yahweh, for Yahweh the Son's sake, has forgiven you. Mm. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Now, I was asking to Judas of WCC said, put, uh, call that verse out again. They missed that verse. Call it out again. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 29 to 32. 29 to 32, you hear that? WCC, World Council Church. You hear uh, chapter what again now? Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 to 32. 25 to 32. Okay, you see that? 25 to 32, you got it? WCC, World Council Church. You see how... See our daughter deliver that knockout blow? See, you got to be kind to one another. I bet you is going to tuck that, uh, 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 that anointing on you and out of the secret camp. You got you to you be on you got You want Yahweh to forgive you. You say, hey, and I want him to forgive you. Now, he told them, Father, you know not what, I, what they do. So, hey, you got to forgive. And you gotta have a new spirit up on you now. Bet you can that anointing. Now, uh, young line and Jeremiah fourteen verse one and two. Can you throw see out? Let's talk about the children of the book: Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon. What they look like? What do Judah, Benjamin, and Simeon and Levite look like? They was the one in the southern part of Israel. What they look like according to Jeremiah 14, verse 1 and 2. Hmm. Book of Jeremiah the seer, chapter 14, verse 1 and 2. Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 1 reads, For the word of Yahweh that came to Jeremiah, 
the seer concerning the dirt. Verse 2. Judah mourned, and the gates thereof language. They are black unto the ground, and the cry of Judah is gone up. What color is Judah? They are black to the ground. Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon of the southern kingdom, they, they, at the time Jeremiah wrote this, before the little mission come in, they were black to the ground. So Judah is one you call the African-American Negro. Benjamin is what you call the Jamaicans today, Paul. Levi is what you call the Haitians over there in Haiti. Simeon is what you call the Dominican Republicans, Sammy Sosa. Mm-hmm. All of them is black to the ground. I don't know why is y'all even thinking about going anywhere near the, the, the eastern world because you got no business over there. Y'all, y'all got to clean all that garbage up out of there. All the sins of Esau, the Arabs too. You clean all that. You're going to have them fight among themselves anyway in a little while. And then they're going to bring mm-hmm. in their brothers. And then they're going to bring their brothers in all the Arab nations. They're going to be fighting over there. And then, and then the United States, then uh, Israel gonna call their brothers, which is uh, the president over the United States and over there in um, Russia, and they gonna be fighting. We ain't gonna be near that place. You gonna let them fight it out through prophecy and let both of them get kicked in the ring, and then we wait on Yahweh. So we gonna be doing one thing: getting our fringes together, getting order with this book, keeping these feet safe, getting his name right. Because um, now, now, now Daniel said he looked right, right at the Father in 7 verse 9, and, and he, showed, he showed him something. He showed Daniel something. Look, he showed Daniel in 7 verse 9. What did he show him that, young lion? Go on to the book of Daniel, the seer, chapter 7, verse 9 reads, I beheld to the thrones were cast down. And the ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like the pure wool. His soul was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. His eye beheld to everything thrown down. He seen the United States thrown down, Russia thrown down, China thrown down. The Arab Republican thrown down. Every, he said he seen everything thrown down. And what he seen was a woolly-headed man with a garment on. And what that garment had on, according to 15 chapters, verse 37 and 38, a number. He seen, he seen a woolly-headed man sitting in a chair with fire all around him with a garment on. That means he had a box. He said this man had woolly hair. Now, all person I know got woolly hair is that is Judah Benjamin Levi and Simeon. See that? So he looked just like Judah Benjamin Levi and Simeon. He had woolly hair on his head. Now, do anybody in Israel got woolly hair on his head? That was Daniel seven verse nine. What you reading, young lines? I'm reading the Book of Numbers, chapter fifteen. 
verse 37 and 38. The book of Numbers, chapter 15, verse 37 reads, And Yahweh spake to Moses, saying, verse 38, Speak unto the children of Israel, and bid them, order them, that they may make them fringes in the border of their garments throughout their generation, and that they put upon the fringe of the border a red band of blue. Oh, yeah? And in 22.12, Deuteronomy, can you talk a little bit more about that in 22.12 of Deuteronomy? So, the father one told you to wear no fringes unless he had them on. He was sitting there with his fringes on, his white garment, woolly hair on, and fringes on. He said he had a garment down. Let's see how that garment went. He had on in um, 22 verse 12 of Deuteronomy. Going to the fifth book of the law, Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 12 reads, You should make you fringes upon the four corners of your garment, wherewith you cover yourself. You see that? And you put the fringes on where you cover yourself. So now, case in point, Revelation 1, verse 12. Read a little bit. So you see, if you don't get it now, you ain't going to get it later. But if I were you, I'd start putting fringes at you. Because you never know when a man's going to take you down. You better have them fringes on. I'm, we don't tell you to help you. Revelation chapter 1, verse 12. Let's read a little bit. End time prophecy. The book of Revelation. Chapter 1, verse 12. Read. And I turn to see the voice that spake with me. Be in turn. I saw seven golden candlesticks. Verse 13. In the midst of seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. Clothed with a garment down to the foot, and a girt about the path with a golden girdle. Verse 14 reads His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Yeah, now even Paul got the same thing. He got, he had woolly, woolly, white, woolly hair on his head. Let's go to Daniel chapter 10, verse 5 and 6, and close and seven that young line. So you see, everybody in the Bible had woolly hair, dark skinny. That, who who that remind you today? The Negro. The African American Negro. You know? Not the ones that call themselves over there in the land. They pale red. And they got goat hair and horse hair. Daniel chapter yeah, 10, well, verse 5 and 6, and the and close and seven that young line. Book of Daniel the Seer, chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. Daniel chapter 10, verse 5 reads, Then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed with linen, whose Lord was girt with fine gold of Upad. Verse 6, his body also was like the bird. In his face as the appearance of lightning, in his eyes as the lamp of fire, in his arms and his feet, like in color the polished brass, and the voice of his words 
like the voice of a multitude. He had black arms and black feet. Close the same there, young lion. Get there by tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Come on. I'm going to Matthew chapter 11. Come on, young lion. Close the same. I'm going to Mark chapter 11. Where are you at, young lion? Mark chapter 11. Verse 25. Mark chapter 11. Verse 25 reads. And when he said, pray, forgive, if you have up against any, that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespass. Verse 26, but you do not forgive, neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespass. Hallelujah. 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 Call your verse out again, y'all line. Mark chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. Matthew. So now listen. Tomorrow we'll talk on the dietary. We was able to let you know the children of the book, the 12 tribes of Israel, they are dark, black-skinned, all shades of brown people. The people on the land of Israel got nothing to do with that color. So if you participate in anything they got going on over there, according to the Bible, you an arrow. That's Esau and his five sons and the other nations. And wicked is the right over there just thumbing around like uh, one over there and hit a hand and holding out over there. Leave that place alone. Come up out of there. Come back this way and wait till Yahweh take that place down, they ain't going to bring you back there up on his roof. So we'll speak on the dietary tomorrow about the big, big and terrorist says about their stomach. It's not right. What can we do for their stomach? We'll talk on that tomorrow. But we hope that you just bless that If you had on, on a tone in any of the six anointed camps, we told you a great victory being a new person, sharing and loving, not a bitter, uh, wicked spirit in you, backbiting, murmuring, and complaining. Due to your anointing don't mean anything if you return back to where you were before you ask Yahweh to forgive you. So if you've been anointed on that Leviticus 23, Day of Atonement, the Day of Atonement, where you went all day, you didn't eat nothing, and you didn't drink nothing. If you fulfill that, then you got a James 520 in your back pocket. You got a bargain chip when you stand before you. But if you didn't do that, you don't have no bargain chip to stand before him. And he said, Tomorrow, with the young man who are on that network, you can read about a vision of Paul in Jesus. If you only got right five years before I killed you, I would ignore you. And if you were wearing your fringes, just in white, W-A-R, 